All right, part two. What is your bowl of stew? So Paul says that many run the race, but in running the race, are you running to win? Esau, as we discussed in part one, he wasn't running to win. And Paul says, he says, when you race, you're looking for an, listen, incorruptible crown. Huh? Something that lasts, not a bowl of stew. You, you got to keep your passions in check. You got to keep your passions under control, lest in the end, you are going to end up being what he refers to as a castaway, one who loses out. Huh? Go back and read it in 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. Huh? Didn't Paul talk about taking off every weight and sin that do so easily beset us in, in Hebrews 12 and 1? Let me ask you this. What is your salvation worth? To you? Why are you still doing the things that you did before you were saved? Still going to the same places, still hanging around the same people, still doing the same thing? I, I, I'll say this to you, and I'm not judging you. No man can meet Christ and stay the same. The Holy Spirit has a way of allowing circumstances and situations to happen in your life to confirm that you have a father. You are not a bastard. He is your spiritual father and he will whip your tail so that you get the message so that you can know you are saved. You can't do what they do. Let them have the stew but you'll take the salvation. Now, what is your bowl of stew? Your bowl of lentils? God has offered us so much, and yet so many of us have refused to accept what God has offered, and we took God's offer and threw it away. We ignored it. We despised it, and we took the devil's toys instead simple temporary pleasures oh they feel good they taste good they look good but they do not last what sinful pattern of living could be keeping you from inheriting the grace of God wow and that comes with so much. And I'm going to ask you this. Is it worth it? Was she worth it? Was he worth it? Is it worth it? Money, power, people, lust, whatever. Is it worth it? Because that is going to pass. It's going to pass away. And God is offering you eternal life. Will you give up that for that bowl of stew? Huh? 
let's just stop talking about what we have. You know, some of us, we're so proud and so arrogant and we think we're so much. And it's funny because the people who really have, you know, like Microsoft and, and, and the guy who owns Geico and all those other folks, real be they don't talk about what they have because they know what they have. So when I, I'm wondering, those of us who like to talk about what, maybe we just don't have what we think we have. And let's just stop talking for a moment and let's look at our actions because actions speak louder than words. What is our bowl of stew? And our behavior will tell us. So in case you don't want to be honest, your behavior will give you away. It's apparent. Yes, I'm looking at you. Yes, I'm looking at you. You you too. All of you in that corner over there. I'm looking at all of you. You despise your birthright. Yeah, yeah. If we are participating in behavior contrary to God's standards, the word of God, the preaching of God, the spirit of the Lord, that behavior has become our bowl of stew. We are putting these things before God. Yeah, nobody likes these kind of messages. <laughs> nobody wants to hear this kind of truth. See, you get real with folk, and I ain't trying to hear that. Oh, so so because you don't hear it, that makes it go away? It doesn't go away. The word of God is going to stand. The world will pass away, but the word of God will live forever. We know what we are. A lot of us, we do. We know what we are. We don't like it. We'll never admit it, but we know what we are. <laughs> and, 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 and for a lot of us, we know what we are supposed to inherit. But to us, it doesn't matter because it's not here now and we can't see it. So we've chosen to accept, quote unquote, bold print, italicize, large font, these things. Ooh, goodness, preacher. I, I'm just telling it like it is. I, I, I'm trying to save a soul. I'm trying to encourage, inspire, uplift, uh, teach. We have exchanged the immediate for the eternal. We have swapped the now for the later. Oh, we want instant gratification. Give me that microwave activity. I ain't got time to wait on the regular oven. Bake potato in seven minutes. Why should I wait two hours? Mm-mm-mm. We're hungry right now. We're thirsty right now. Future promises by God don't register with us. Where is God right now in the midst of COVID? Ooh, watch it, watch it, watch it. Mm, mm, mm. Where was God when I lost my job? Oh, come on, preacher. Where was God when I got divorced? Where was God when my mother died? Now listen, 
now you, 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 you getting out of control. Where was God when my child got hit by that drunk driver? Oh, my Lord. I see you've been listening to the wrong people. God was right where he always has been. And he wants to walk with you. He wants to talk with you. He wants to remind you that you're his. But guess what you were doing instead? Yeah, you were eating your bowl of stew and you didn't hear him. He was standing right there and you didn't hear him because you were so busy eating your bowl of stew. You were so busy playing with the devil's toys. You were so busy listening to one of his ignoids until you didn't even hear the encouragement God was trying to give you. He was trying to give you peace. He was trying to give you comfort. He was trying to give you direction, but you were so caught up eating your bowl of stew. Preacher, can you just mention a few of the typical things in a bowl of stew today? All right, I can do that for you. Sure. Let's take a look at Galatians 5, 19 through 21. When you follow your own wrong inclinations, your lives will produce these evil results. Here we go. Impure thoughts. Now, this is from God. This is not from me. This is right out of the word of God. Eagerness for lustful pleasure. Idolatry. Spiritism. That is encouraging the activity of demons. You know, getting involved with Madam Hop Bop and reading the crystal ball and reading the hands and all that nonsense. Hatred and fighting. Jealousy and anger. Constant effort to get the best for yourself. Yeah, yeah, it's right there. Complaints, and criticism, the feeling that everyone else is wrong except those in your little group. Wow. And there will also, of course, be wrong doctrine. I'm at 21 now. Envy. There it is. Murder drunkenness, wild parties, and all that sort of thing. I'm reading right from the word of God. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that everyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. All right, you asked me and I, I laid it out for you. And I didn't even give you my words. I gave you the word of the Lord. And look at what Moses tells the children of Israel in Deuteronomy 30, 15 through 20. This is the message. Look at what I've done for you today. I have placed you right in front of you so you can see it. Bold print italicized, large front. Life and good. Death and evil. 16 says, and I command you today to love God, your God. And I'm saying to you, walk in his ways. Keep his commandments, his regulations, his rules, so that you will live and really live and live exuberantly blessed by God, your God in the land that you're about to enter 
and possess. But I warn you, 17, if you have a change of heart and refuse to listen obediently and willfully go off to serve and worship other gods, can I interject something if you please? Have your bowl of stew then you will most certainly die. You won't last long in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today. I place before you life and death, blessings and curse. Choose life so that you and your children will live and love God, your God, listening obediently to him, firmly embracing him. Oh, yes. God is life. Life itself. A long life settled on the soil that God, your God, promised to give your ancestors. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Whew. My Lord. Yes, yes. You're going to be tested repeatedly. God is going to have to endure in your life. Because you're going to go through sacrifices. But you have to keep your focus and perspective on what is eternal and truly valuable as per the word of God. 2 Corinthians 4, 17 and 18. So we're not giving up. How could we? Even though on the outside, it often looks like things are falling apart, just becoming unglued. On the inside, God is making a new life. Not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. Yes, I know these are hard times. This is, this is the word. 2 Corinthians 4, 17 and 18. Get out your Bible, read it with me. These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times. The lavish celebration prepared for us. This ain't no bowl of stew. This is going to last. There's far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today and gone tomorrow. But the things we can't see right now will last forever. Thank God we have the spirit of the Lord to teach us not to give up so much for so little. Mm, 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 mm. The Holy Spirit has taught us not to be so vain. And he's given us insight and discretion and discernment to make better decisions. Decisions in life that are pleasing to him. Pleasing to God. You think there's something in this world that you just won't die for? 
We all have a weak spot. We all have some kryptonite. And I'm going to tell you something. The sooner we find out what it is, the sooner we're going to get better. And the sooner we're going to be stronger. What is your bowl of stew? All of us have decisions to make in our life, whether good or whether bad. And the thing about decisions is they have consequences and repercussions. Unfortunately, some of these consequences and repercussions may last us a lifetime. Yeah. We have to be the wiser. We have to make wise choices. You should have thought that out. You should have thought it through and through before you got started. <laughs> Preacher, I have to. I'm sorry. I got to. Preacher, I have to. Before you got with her, you knew you were married. Don't look at me like that. I'm not talking to you. I'm not speaking to you specifically. I don't know what you've been involved in. But you know. You know who you are. You know what you've done. You know your bowl of stew. Why were you even talking to him? You knew what he wanted. And you went with him. Talking about you were just going to have a cup of coffee. Oh, give me a break. Huh? Why did you take that? It wasn't yours. All right, I'm going to move on. Some things just aren't worth it. They just aren't worth the trouble. But she looks so good. Oh, all the glitters is not gold. Might be a beautiful apple. Might look like an apple. But it also might have a worm in it. Oh, but he was so handsome and strong. <laughs> Can I tell you something about him? If he'll mess with you and he's already married, don't you know he'll throw you away and mess with somebody else? You'll be like toilet paper. Preacher, you, 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 you're too hard. I'm just telling the truth. I'm just telling you like it is. How many women need to get hurt before we, before we deal with this issue? That's chapter one in the book of what not to do. And you know what he said? He said, hey, it was ripe for the taking. That's what he said. I heard him in the locker room. He said, hey, it was ripe for the taking. <laughs> you know what else he said? He said, man, I was only going to drive it around the block. Wow. Wow. I don't think he was talking about a car. <laughs> Momentary pleasure can cost us a lifetime of pain and sorrow. It's usually not until later that we discover that we have traded something that was more valuable for something that was worthless. That bowl of stew just wasn't worth it. What is your bowl of stew? <laughs> you let something dominate you that you had warnings about. And yet you ignored those warnings because you thought what you were getting was so good. 
How did that work out for you? You were pulled toward immediate satisfaction rather than long-term gratification. You wanted it now. This caused Esau his future inheritance. This caused all of his offspring their inheritance. It's a beautiful thing to have an appetite. It's God-given. However, God didn't give us an appetite for it to dominate us. We're supposed to control the appetite. Huh? We're supposed to say, when? We're supposed to say, I've had enough. We're supposed to say, that's not good for me. It looks good and it tastes good, but it's not good for me. Esau thought more of the now than the later. He focused on the temporary instead of the eternal. And here's a question. What are you doing in your life right now that could have lifelong consequences? And I'm going to ask you this, other than the question, what is your bowl of stew? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? You might want God to give you a new perspective. You might want to ask God to give you a new paradigm, a paradigm shift. You've got to check yourself before you wreck yourself. This is Weekly Encouragements by Nam Ware, Faith Worth Finding Ministries. God bless you. Tell a friend. P.J. Morton is going to come now, all in his plan.
God bless you. Weekly Encouragements by Namware. Tell a friend.